Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Okay, so today we have a super special episode. We have Elizabeth Fay on the show. Elizabeth is a Utah-based beauty boss. She is the founder of Elizabeth Fay's House of Hair Salon, Hair Love Radio Podcast, Hair Love Retreats, Hair Love Mastermind Retreats, and Workshop in a Box, her membership coaching program. She is an inspiration to so many of us and has very much been someone I look up to. She has done so much already, and I'm getting the feeling that this is just her getting started. Elizabeth, thanks for being on. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much. I know you literally just got back from Morocco, and I didn't realize when we booked this two months ago that that's what you had cooking up, but welcome. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Morocco was freaking amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. And so I know a little bit about your background because I've been cyber stalking you for a while. And I I don't know that all of the listeners know your background, but one of the things I admire most about you is how you pretty much came from no one, no one helped you get to where you are today. So could you talk to us a little bit about your journey to getting to being like having all these businesses? Because I think a lot of times people think like, must be nice to be Elizabeth or must be nice to have these businesses. But I think what I admire about you is that no one put this stuff in your lap. Yeah, no. Oh, man. I don't even, where do you want me to start? I mean, I am punk teenager turned high school dropout turned divorcee single mom (laughs) turned hairdresser CEO of education company. So there is so much in the midst of that. Um, Yeah. That was really well done. Cause I was like, I really don't want to spend the whole episode, bring people up to speed on 15 year old, you living at people, different people's homes to kind of find your way. So I love that. That was a really awesome snapshot. Yeah. And there's episodes. Um, my first or second episode walks you through that on my podcast, hair love radio, my friend, Danny J, um, the best life podcast. We just did one called you can't hate yourself skinny where I talk about it. So if you want to hear like, the craziness of like, you know, runaway teen dropout, divorce, all that stuff. It's there. But the point has been, it hasn't been a walk in the park. I think I say on the bio of, I'm going to look it up right now on my workshop in a box website is I'm like, um, it hasn't been a walk in the park to get here unless you're talking about a park that has an obstacle course of fire in it or something like that. <laughs> oh, I love that. So <laughs> that's just. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of, to me, the most impressive part of you about you to me, it's not that you have all these businesses, but that you're so real and you don't sugarcoat it and make it sound like it's all sunshine and rainbows on your end. Yeah, no entrepreneurship never is. It's, it's crazy. I said on Danny's podcast, I was like, I've had the honor and pleasure and the craziness of like <laughs> owning all this madness. So. Yeah. And I like, I think when, one thing too, is I loved when you posted a while ago, you had posted this picture of you in your purple salon. And I feel like it was like, so just relevant. It was like, you're going to have a lot of new beginnings in your business. And like, there's going to be a lot of fresh starts or something like that. And that spoke to me because I'm on my second studio, fourth salon. And it's like, 
Yeah, there are a lot of new beginnings and like different seasons to it. And so like for you, how did you know when you were like pivoting from being behind the chair to going into the direction that you've gone in? Like, did you, was it just like a natural evolution? I mean, natural in the fact of like obstacle course natural, but like, (laughs) like, like our, you know, so like the quick version is, I was a high school dropout, drugs, boys, and I had someone mentor me basically with report cards through hair and then say, hey, if you stay clean, I'll give you a job. And so I went from, you know, being assistant to junior stylist to working in Vegas, Chicago, to then going on my own, opening a studio, which was a nightmare, working for different commission salons, beauty school teacher, to fast forward 2015. Um, where I kind of took off the training wheels and started my own blog. I went independent. I launched independent education. And I feel like each one of those, you know, little steps leading up until there, it's kind of like the challenges or the maybe like not so fun things that happen to you. They are opportunities to see where you can change and grow. And so I feel like the good thing I've always done is I didn't quit and I looked for like another door or window to go through. And I think that was something I was doing well and didn't realize it. And so if something went south, like um, the reason I left my commission salon was I was surprised, knocked up, and uh, was about to give birth and couldn't afford to stay at the commission salon because the only way to pay my bills was if I worked five or six days there a week and that wasn't going to work with like breastfeeding and a new child. So then I had to go booth rental. And so it was just like finding those solutions to like, okay, but then now I can have an assistant and work three days a week doing the same. Okay, now I can brand myself. Maybe I'll start a little blog because I'm home nursing so I could do it, you know, on my laptop. And so I think that it's just um, those little things add up and there was never any big turning point. It was always um, going to that next step and then like, okay, the blog opened up doors to meeting other bloggers, which then led to me collaborating with them, which then led, you know, four years down the road, me having them at my event. So it was just like those relationships were slow and steady and just being consistent. And so that led to, you know, eventually opening my own salon and then um, my workshops grew and that's how Redkin found me um, was me putting sheets of cute posters around the nation for free. And you know, and then that turned into me wanting to do this retreat I always wanted to do, which was supposed to be a one-time thing, which ended up changing my life. So we did another one. And that led to me wanting to amplify voices in our industry, which led to a podcast. So like there was never a master plan. It's just when you take those steps forward in that direction, um, new ideas open up to you. Right. And it's just being brave enough to kind of like explore those and see what happens. Yeah, that's amazing. And so are there times where things that didn't work out, you were like, wow, I was being protected and kind of redirected or, and when did you know that versus like, oh, I have to like press on with this. It's hard, but that's why no one else is doing it. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, it doesn't sound like it's like, okay, things aren't going to be easy, but then like, when am I being told like, this is not the way? Yeah. Oh, that is such a damn good question. And obviously I'm not like, the universe or God. So I can't like answer that for you, but I think that is such a good question. That's something I I think every person has to ask themselves all the freaking time is like, is this working 
or is this just hard, right? Like when you know to like not give up, I think that's like a gut feeling, you know, I think that's something and it's not always going to turn out right. And so I think as I've gotten older and I'm not very old, but like the older I get, how old are you? I'm 27. Yeah. I feel like you're a baby. Like I've always felt like I'm going to be 19 forever. And I'm like, wait, I'm 32 now. I'm not a baby. <laughs> no, I've like shoved like 10 years of life in like 10 years of a career. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an soul though. And I got for sure in hair when I was like 16 years old. So it's just been a fast paced thing. I think it's just evaluating like, and this is something we teach in some of our classes is how is this driving the needle in my life and my business? So your joy and your finances. And if it's really high on the joy scale and low on the finances, you know, maybe that's something that you continue doing. Um, but if it's really low on both and you're just fucking hating your life, like then maybe it's just like not in alignment. And so, um, like it's just a gut feeling and a lot of like what I've done the last five years has been an experiment I look at my life as like an experiment you know and so like okay I'm gonna go to Africa and host this retreat it was a ton of work leading up to it um and then we do it and like how do I feel and there's lots of yeah like case study yeah so it's just like don't be afraid to experiment with your life and don't be afraid to be like yeah like like for example we did an RV tour in July I was that looked like a motherfucker I mean, yeah, that, was, that, that was a motherfucker. Like, it was really cool. The events were really cool. We met with a lot of people. Like, all of that was great. But, like, living, like, gas station to gas station, like, didn't bring my joy barometer up. So I was like, yeah, like, I'm good. Probably won't do a tour again, you know? But that's a pretty badass bus you've got. Yeah, and I'll bring the bus to, like, one stop, like, to the retreat or the hair show or something. I'm just not going to do, like, the whole West Coast in a month. So, but, like, it was a freaking experiment and an expensive one, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's been true for me, too. Like, like sometimes it costs you money to figure out, like, what direction you're going in. 100%. And yeah. I know that I've listened on one of your episodes where you talked about in different times in your business, like having different percentages put aside for like up leveling your business. And that might be doing like the workshop or going to one of your retreats. But what can you talk a little bit about like when someone's wanting to like up level their business or take it to the next level, like what they should be committing to like financially or what they should be committing to from an education standpoint? Yeah, I have opinions on this. <laughs> and I'm not like the only source, like obviously, like, you know, follow your accountant's advice or whatever. But so this is how I feel about things. So um, we started transitioning our business over to profit first, which if you haven't read oh, that, I love it. That, yeah, it's amazing. So like, obviously, like, look at what your profit is, what you have set aside as a rule of thumb. I think 10% of your profit should go to education every year um, and like bare minimum. Um, and I think if you're in a space of like up leveling your life, that's okay to invest more. Um, it's just like, if you, if you can, if you want to, and there's definitely been, I mean, I'm like a true entrepreneur at heart where like I do risky shit. So there's definitely been times in my life where I like spent money. I didn't have to go into an event and it changed my life. Like, and so I do lean on like the riskier side of that for sure. Like, <laughs> but, um, and so I would just say like, do your research. If you're going to make 
a risky decision, you know, to like spend 10 grand at a mastermind or go to Tony Robbins or come to two hair love events or something like that. Just like do your research to make sure like this is what you need out of it. And don't be afraid to like email them, ask for a phone call. Um, so if you're going to be risky, do that. But I would say every single year, like be spending, if you're a six figure hairstylist, you know, be spending 10 grand here in education, like keep filling that well and find education that inspires you on different levels. It's not just craft. And that's a lot of reason why we created hair love retreat because we know it takes a lot more than just being good at balayage to like live a happy, wealthy life. And so that that's kind of my rule of thumb, but, and there might be a year where you're like having a baby or building a house and you're going to cut back a little bit. Right. Right. So, or there might be a year where you're like, I want to expand. I want to be a salon owner. I'm going to hire an assistant. This is my year to pour 20 grand into education. And so I don't, I think there's always a yin and a yang. Yeah. I think that a lot of people that I talk to that are like me, that have been doing hair for 14 years, it's not that they don't want to learn any more hair techniques, but they're just ready for like that kind of lifestyle education, education on like money, education on their future. And I feel like that's what's so exciting is that there is something for people like us now. Whereas before it's like, I don't know. I mean, like I like taking color classes. I've only ever done color, but I'm just really drawn more towards kind of like the business and the lifestyle classes that people are starting to like do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and honestly, um, that part of your life is going to affect your paycheck, like loving yourself, um, understanding your finances, being happy, feeling grounded, knowing your path. I mean, all of that equals wealth too. And so I think as hairdressers, we were taught to really be craft centric and there's like this whole other part to like, you know, being a hairdresser that is super important. And so maybe like that means your $10,000 budget, maybe half of that you go to like a self-love retreat or you go to like, we just did mastermind where it's like not just hairdressers. Like we didn't even talk about hair, you know? Yeah, because it's really not about hair, you know, it's about, and I, I feel like what you just said is the journey that I've been on the last like year and a half, two years is like, wait, I want to be happy with myself. And that just radiates from me to my business, to my personal life. And that's like, to me, like the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's like totally I was agree. doing way more hair than I'm doing now, but I'm doing better hair, more thoughtful, intentional hair, and I have a better quality of life. So it's not always about just like, higher revenue numbers is which is what you're saying yeah and profit first talks about i'm like i should work for profit first um it really is good it is so good like we coach it in wib like everyone should just read it and do it it's basically the envelope system but he talks about how as entrepreneurs so often we're like bigger numbers bigger numbers and it doesn't always equal bigger profit and so uh it's just yeah it really is not what it's all about yeah, like I talk about that like to my to some of my friends because like last year I had two employees. This year I'm back to it being just me and I'm like way down in sales, but I'm not in profit. And I just think it's kind of like not to so me something good. that doesn't really get talked about a ton. Yeah. Well, and sometimes there's a spot where you're growing your business. Yeah, and like you said, you start spending more to make more and then it eats into your profit and you're more stressed out. So it's like finding that sweet spot of like And that's an experiment, though. Like, you experimented. You would not have known that if you didn't do that. 
Exactly. It's like I I was like saying to myself, like I now I was looking at my like profit loss chart and I was like, wait, I'm going to have 7% more to play with for education next year. So it was like exactly what you're saying. And just being like, it, it's so empowering, like that profit first system. And like, it's just empowering to be able to look at your business and like really be treating it like a business. Because like when you're treating it like an entrepreneur who never takes money out of it, you're kind of in like this, like a uh, with like scarcity mentality, but you don't think you're doing that. You think you're actually just like helping your business up level, but you're like in a wheel. Totally. But yeah. So as far as like, you know, growing your business, doing the things you've been doing, do you feel like you've like, you know, your self love journey has like, you've been pulling your self love with you, like behind you, or is it come along at the same time? Or how have you found a way to like, really like step into all of who you are? Has it come as you've empowered other people? Has it come in spite of it? How has it all come together? Um, I've been thinking about you. Yeah, <laughs> these are good questions. So that's good. I love that analogy. Like, are you dragging it behind you? Has it come alongside you? Um, I think it's come because, and I'm just being like really honest, um, I have like up leveled my business uh, hugely in the last, since 2017, right? And so I have been faced with like trials and situations. I had no freaking idea I would ever have to even, I didn't even know existed. And so it like has made me have to up level myself as a person to deal with them. And because I'm so passionate about what I'm doing, I don't like, I, I feel really driven and I don't want to quit. And I love what I'm doing. Like I'm so in my joy, even though it's been hard at times. Um, it's kind of been one of those things like, okay, if I don't become the person who can handle a situation like this, I can't run this company. And so it's made me look at things differently. I've like actually gone to more therapy than I have in my whole life like since starting this, not because my life is necessarily worse or better, just because I've had to make harder decisions. Um, so I've been like more analytical of myself, I guess, like trying to like, you know, figure out where I, I am. And if you're going to empower people and teach people, you have to be empowered. You have to be educated, right? So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to talk on a podcast, if I'm going to coach hundreds of people digitally, I better be learning. I better be hiring the best coaches to help me, right? And so um, that's just where my, I think my self-development game had to like meet my dreams, kind of, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like you had, to, you had to level up to be the person that you, you want to be able to be. Yeah, and I didn't know all this was going to happen. It just is like, okay, um, you know, I have all this knowledge. I want to pour into a coaching program. Long story short, this is my third attempt at our coaching program. It finally got up off the ground. But that's so important for people to hear because I think, again, must be nice to be so-and-so. It's like you don't know what the trials no. were to get to the triumph. No. Oh, my God. Getting WIB off the ground was like, fucking so here's the long and short it's a coaching program it i truly believe it's the best coaching program in our industry i'm a little biased but we have lots of coaches in it under a hundred bit over a hundred videos we have it's just super hands-on um like i'm in the program all the time interactive app we do live webinars all these things and we we hire like experts and things all the time so it's great but my first one i launched in 2015 no one bought it and it took me a year to make my second one 
the videographer lost $10,000 worth of footage and I was just defeated. I was like, oh my gosh, I've tried this twice. Like, I just need to give up. And my boyfriend was basically like, I'm not letting you give up. He's a videographer. And we were both like, we shouldn't work together. Like, it'll make things complicated. And he started helping me. And it was an intense year of like refilming a lot of stuff, working weekends. And we still, I mean, I film almost weekly. Um, but it, it was not pretty and it was a lot of money and it was hard, but it's been, I love it. I'm so glad that we, we've tried again the third time, <laughs> but yeah, that's amazing. But, um, yeah, so it, you know, it started as like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to uplevel my coaches that I pay for. I need to uplevel the books I read or whatever. And then, you know, it just grows from there. Yeah. It made me think of, I was listening to a podcast. My favorite, one of my favorite podcasts is Ed Milet's podcast. I don't know if you've listened to it. Okay, no. Well, what is it called? Ed Milet show. But he had Dirk Bentley on and he said something that like what you were just saying really spoke to me. And I think about it a lot now, Dirk Bentley, the country singer, he said that a lot of times before he's got a big show or he's doing something, he's like, it'd be a lot easier to just not do this. It'd be like a lot easier, like just to stay home. And like, I, I have enough, like it's, it's good enough. Like my life's good enough. But then he said he gets to the show or he gets to what he's doing. And it's almost like electricity comes through his feet. And he's like, I'm home. This is what I'm meant to be doing. But I thought it was really oh honest God. because it's like a lot of times the thing you're going to do is like, fuck, this is going to be a lot. But then on the other side of it, when you're doing it, which it sounds like happens for you, like you're, you're doing the video or you're in it and you're like seeing the impact it has. And it's like, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Oh, I relate to that. That is literally how I feel every event we do. I'm like, why have I done this? This is shit. This is so much work. I'm going to hang with it. Just kidding. But like all the things, you know, like that creative cycle, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be incredible. Oh my God. So many ideas. And then you get to the, this is shit part. And then I literally feel that way. Like when people like the buses start coming into Zion, I like start jumping like electric. I'm like, yes, like happy hair love. Like we did it. And so that's cool. That is so cool. And so how with the mastermind new edition, is that something where is the vibe totally different than your hair love retreats? Good question. So this is our first international one we ever did. And we literally said as a team, I mean, any event is a ton of work, right? right? They're all different types of work, depending if it's in Africa or LA, but, um, so we were like, all right, we're going to do this. I had this vision to do it. And I literally, I had a lot of, um, like shadow thought of like, oh, I can't do this. Like this is in a, you know, Africa, like there's all these logistics, like this is too hard. Like all of those things, like I had really bad and my whole team. And normally I'm like pretty, pretty good about like having the thoughts and then being like, okay, I recognize those. I'm going to keep going. This was a harder one for me. I think just being that far away from home, I, like if you forget something like you're in Africa. Like, and so, um, but we knew like, we're going to do it and we're going to hate it. We're going to love it. Um, we ended up loving it. Um, but I do love travel. So that would help if you hated travel, you'd hate it. Um, but this one, I wanted to be a different vibe in the sense that, um, all of our events are intimate. They're different. Um, our whole concept of live education, um, it's offline and we call it escape to learn. And so we take people like completely out of their comfort zones and they learn differently. The teachers teach differently. That's our educational concept. So 
obviously this is very much out of everyone's comfort zone. Um, but I wanted it to be mixed entrepreneurs. I wanted anyone who's a leader. I mean, it could honestly be, we have a corporate company sending their marketing manager to our Utah one in February. And so it could be anyone who, you know, wants to be re-inspired, come home with new ideas. If you're an owner, graphic designer, influencer, we had all those there. If, you're a coach. We had some people who I got on a phone call with and they're like, I don't know why I really want to go. Like my life is good. I just feel like I want more and I want to travel. And I was like, then come, you know? Yeah. And you can be friends at those things. Like I've done the Ember retreat and like, there's some of my best hair friends now. Oh, 100%. So, and they all lived in a Riyadh together for seven, eight days. So we rented out a private home and we were all together. Um, and yeah, all of our coaches were outside industry from the beauty industry. That was important to me. And, um, every day we explored, we relaxed, we went to the spa, we rode camels, we ate incredible food. We had a private chef and we like strategized. People shared their business ideas with other ones. Cause maybe a graphic designer does something with how they deal with getting new leads into their business that helps a hairdresser, you know? Right. And so it was really cool to have all these different um, perspectives and views. And it was very intimate. It was like the ultimate girls trip. It was amazing. And so I think it's similar vibe. If you've been to all of our events, um, everyone's like really, really loving and open, um, very community driven. Um, But it was different in the sense that like it wasn't hair. It was like a collective of people. So it was different in that way. That's cool. And I feel like when you're in like a space like that, so intimately together in eight days, it's like, I remember going on like a National Geographic trip. And I feel like the older man on the trip, I was like, bye grandpa. I'll see you next Christmas. Like you feel like really close to the people on the trip. So I bet you that that adds an element of just like being in the house and all together. Oh, 100%. I like feel some of them I knew closely because they've attended most of our events and some had never come to any. And, um, I mean, us coaches, like we, we all hung out together, whether you were an attendee, a coach, like we're all besties. It was so fun. So fun. Yeah. So as far as like, you know, incorporating your story into your business, I feel like you've done a really good job of doing that. What would you say to someone that like has, is having trouble, like bringing maybe all of themselves to their business or struggle with figuring out the boundary of like, what do I share with people? And like, what's too much? Because I, I really, that's another thing I like love about how you are just really authentic about the stuff you're going through. And like, I was like, I'm like, I want to do a bar, bar door, whatever. Bar, 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 bar. <laughs> like, like, I feel like you've done a really good job of doing that. And like, for someone that doesn't know how much is too much, what would you say? I love it. You're just giving a good question. So we actually did a storytelling workshop. My friend, Danny J, who that podcast you yeah. listen to, you can't hate your Danny. She hosts the best life podcast. So she's a professional speaker for a living and she was one of the coaches and Danny did this workshop about storytelling. So I'm going to steal some of what she said. So we basically talked about defining our target audience, right? And so just imagine who this person is 
And you want the stories you tell to align with these people and to sell your products, essentially. Like those, that's the boundary of which it's okay to share, I would say. And so if in some way it sells yourself, your salon, the services you do, um, the feeling you give people within your brand, like if it falls within that wheelhouse, I think it's not too much. Um, And so... I I would say as I've stepped away from being behind the chair and moved into a new role, it has opened up like the scope in which I share for sure. And because it's a little less pigeonholed, but even, you know, for hairdressers, um, there's so much you can share as far as empowering women, loving yourself, um, you know, experience creating relationships. There's still like a lot of stuff that's there. I would just try to tie it back in. So it has purpose to why you're posting it. Like it kind of has context, you know, right. Because you, you do see sometimes someone posts something and you're like, Oh, that's beautiful. Like I don't really understand why it was shared or there can be something posted that's beautiful and it makes you want to connect with their brand more. Right. And so I would write down everything that's like you are going to talk about and then everything like you're not going to talk about. Yeah, like we have a list like that for the podcast. And it's Danny who gave me this idea because like Derek and I have been through and this is not something I ever talk about online. He has really extreme mental health issues and we have been through hell and back with all these things and I'm like there's not a space for me to talk about it but maybe if we ever did like a couples in business retreat or we had a podcast ourselves one day or I wrote a book that would be the space that would live in and so um it, it just depends the audience you're speaking to, you know, but like it doesn't necessarily apply for me to talk about it unless maybe I said, hey, um, let's talk about running a business together and some of the struggles. But I still may not go into the depth of what really happened because it doesn't pertain perfectly. You know, yeah, I think that helps give people like a guidepost because as you were talking, I was like, yeah, that. OK, cool. That helps me. OK, cool. Yeah, because there's probably like like I literally I mean, it's not my job, but I would probably be really good, like, lifestyle female blogger. If that was my full-time job, I would love to talk about vaginas and periods. Yeah, there's, very, there's something very Jenna Kutcher about yeah. <laughs> I just, like, want to talk about female everything, but, like, um, I, I probably me talking about my period, like, just doesn't work with my brand, even though, like, I have a lot to say about my vagina and your vagina and what would help you, but like it doesn't apply. And so, but like, who knows, maybe in 10 years I won't be in a space of hair and I'll be purely empowering women. I don't know. And that might be the space that lives in, you know? Well, and even just saying that right now means like if someone's at one of your retreats and has a vagina problem, they're going to feel like they can come talk to you about it. Yeah. And so, yeah, write everything you're passionate about and then circle the things that pertain to who you speak to and what you sell today. And then the other things you're passionate about, like, they'll find their way. Like, they'll find their voice. That's so cool. Yeah. So what would you say to your younger self? Like, if you could go back to your 22-year-old self and say, like, something about the the ride you're about to go on or, like, <laughs> could you prepare her? No. My God. She wouldn't believe any of it. What would I tell that poor soul? Um, <laughs> I would... Maybe something to the point of a little bit about motherhood. I'd probably like, I, I spent most of my son's only, he's six next month. So he's, he's only been alive six years, mm-hmm. right? So I've been a mom for six years and I probably spent almost 
four and a half of them really uh, letting guilt and shame of like mom guilt and shame leave me. So probably something like my advice with that I would talk to her about. And then I would tell her, I'm like a recovering workaholic. I would tell her that you don't have to work hard to have value and you're still enough and you are enough just by existing. I would just tell her that the hard things that happen are on purpose and they're supposed to happen and you're going to become someone amazing because like when, Oh my gosh, I'm like, (laughs) no, I think like I've caught myself and this is such a poor pity me thing to say, but like, I think every time hard things happen, just cause I like, I could get into that mode of like, Oh my God, it's been hard since like, that was 10 like when does it stop kind of thing but then there's like this other flip side full of gratitude you know where you're like can look at all the good things that happened which I'm sure someone following me could list those you know they're like but what about all this but um I I would probably like like all of those things are the refining fire that opened opportunities and love and people into my life that like I would be lost without but if those things didn't happen like I never would have met Danny or you know all my friends and so or like Maisie who leads our retreats or just so many people in my life and so um just to like have a little bit more grace and like not be so upset with bad things happen so yeah yeah that would be my advice that's uh, that's awesome would do you think that when you look back you can kind of on a roadmap almost see like things that went went a different direction than you wanted. And then like on the other side of that is like meeting your friend, Danny, or on the other side of that, like, do you feel like there is like a map that you could go back to right now and, and like, look at how it all makes sense or is it still starting to make sense? No, no. I feel like I could look back and it's like a consolation of like yeah. all of these things were guiding me. Like I'm so grateful yeah. like my ex such an asshole and I'm so grateful that you know like all the bad like I'm just so grateful for it because I would not be as strong as I like I just wouldn't I wouldn't be the mother I am I wouldn't be the leader I am I wouldn't be qualified to help this many people like and nothing's ever been so rewarding in my life than to be able to like relate and understand and have empathy like if I would have had the life I thought I wanted like how could I ever have helped anyone you know yeah like I love the idea that like beautiful people don't just happen like and I I try and look at people now that way like when I'm really drawn to someone I'm like no this person didn't get here just like this like all these little things have made them show up in the world in this like really amazing way and I feel like you're one of those people well thank you and I think uh, I mean you are too we all are and we all go through hard things and it's just making us cooler I always say all my favorite people and it's a hard shit. <laughs> and I was, I was say, thinking of something when you were, you were saying like that, you know, you're enough that you add value, that you do enough. And my therapist was telling me this week, she's like, Lindsay, like what would happen if you just did hair? And I was like, what? And she's like, do you have to get, do you have to fix everyone's lives while you're doing it? Like, because you've got nothing left when you do that. And so this whole week I've, you know, I mean, it's like an evolution as you do hair, you know, but I, this week I've operated under the impression that I, that doing people's hair in a really great way is enough. And I've been able to show up in a way that feels so much better. And Ooh, I, I feel that. like that's kind of like what you're like saying to your younger self, which is what I would say to my younger self. It's like, 
you know that you're doing enough. Like you don't have to do someone's hair and find them a dog walker and <laughs> them, like integrate their stepchild. And like, you, like I literally lived a lot of my life with the impression that I had to do all those things to create value. And, and I was, I'm doing enough. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. I bet you a lot of hairdressers relate to that because we're service-based and we love people and it's so easy to overexhaust or to, I mean, for me, it went back to like my money mindset growing up, like adding all that value to finally make it worth it. And then, um, you know, it, yeah, I love that. That's a smart therapist. Like, Hey, take all that out. People are still going to pay you. People are still going to be happy and you're going to go home happier. Yeah. And it, it is like, I mean, it's, it's so simple, but like, I do think you're right that a lot of us feel like, well, like if they're going to keep seeing me, like, like I do know a dog walker and I do like, and like, just, just like, wait, stop, slow down. Like, do you realize what you're doing here? And I don't, I think it's so subconscious, like you're saying about the money mindset and like not really realizing. And I listened to your episode about the money mindset and I was crying in my car because you were so real about it. And I think that so much of how we are subconscious is like what we believe we're worth. And there's so much talk around like, charge your worth, but it's like, are we going to talk about the single parent that I had growing up? Cause I, that, we gotta, we gotta get down to the, the nitty gritty. Yeah. You gotta go back there. <laughs> yeah. I can't assess what my worth is from like an Instagram standpoint. I find it kind of like focus. focus. <laughs> it's so fucking true. Yeah. Well, and it's like, that's two parts. It's like, you got to fix your money mindset and then you have to understand the numbers in your business to why you're charging. And my advice on that would be profit first, read it, do it now, and then order salon scale. And then, but like, literally like I have money mindset part one and two, read them, do the worksheet. We have like a downloadable. If you need to call a therapist and talk about it, like it is worth it to unravel your own bullshit about money or you'll never make more money. Like mine first money second. Oh my God. I think we leave everyone with that. Boom. Mic drop. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and where can people find you? Is it, are you mostly on Instagram or where, where's the best place to go? Yeah. I mean the best place, that I'm like personally active on every day is Hey Elizabeth Faye on Instagram. That's the best place to hang out. And then Hair Love Retreat on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything free resources, live events, all the And then before we go, are there still tickets available to the next Hair Love Retreat? So as date, October, I'm just saying this, 10th, we have 14 tickets available to 2020. And I haven't even posted that yet because I know they're going to go. And I like feel bad when they're all gone. So if you want to go, you need to go and buy your ticket. And we have a payment plan. You said you only have 14 tickets left? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Let the first 14 listeners (laughs) head over. Um, Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And congrats on everything you're doing.